You have reached Pod Level Midnight, a conversation show about sports, movies, and whatever else we find along the way. I'm your host, Josiah Dury. Let's go. Welcome into another episode of Pod Level Midnight. I'm here with our Chicago correspondent, Tommy Irby, is back. Um, he's been on the show a few times, and he's here to talk about our upcoming matchup, the Vikings and the Bears, on Sunday. Uh, but let me ask you this, Tommy, as we get started. You're you're on the ground there in Chicago. What's the what's the talk of the town? What are people excited about sports-wise? What are people upset about sports-wise? Just what is the talk of the town there in Chi-Town? I think... Uh... The most exciting thing was probably the WNBA championship that we mm-hmm. won, not even this past season. Uh, there is nothing to be excited about. <laughs> the White Sox underperformed. They were supposed to win the division. They didn't even make the playoffs. The Cubs were expected to not be good. Uh, the Bulls kind of collapsed in the play. Although was, the Bulls was kind of a surprise, and they made it, and then they just got waxed. And mm-hmm. then the Blackhawks were are just disappearing. And off the face of the earth. So, and then you, and then you come to the football team and, and uh, yeah, it's a business as usual in Chicago, I guess I could say. Yeah. And I, I remember we talked like right before NBA season last year and you were so excited about the bulls and it looked, I mean, they had a fun season DeRozan was awesome. Right. Um, And now running it back this year, it's like, I don't know, like the Lonzo yeah. thing is super weird, like his knee and like other yeah. stuff going on. I mean, so. last year during the regular season, it was really fun. It was really until, uh, the game against Brooklyn in Chicago where they, they lost by like 50 points and it, that that kind of ended it for the Bulls excitement. And then this offseason, it seems like every single uh, every single team in the East either got healthy or got better. And the Bulls did absolutely nothing. So except lose Lonzo Ball for a longer amount of time. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to put a fork in them or anything, but. I'm excited. It'll be good to have the Bulls back and and ready to roll. Yeah, they should at least be entertaining. I think yeah. and that's that's all you can ask for. So, moving to the the Chicago Bears, the two and two Chicago Bears, who um, I don't know if anyone expected that coming out. They were predicted by a lot of people to finish last in the whole league, um, and they still may. But um, what's what's going on over there? I haven't watched a ton of their games, but I I feel like every time I hear an update, anytime I see you know a live look in or something, it's just like something weird's happening. Some of the stats are crazy with like with fields and the running game and stuff like that. So what's what's been going on in Chicago for the first four weeks of the season? Yeah, I I don't have an exact answer for you, but but basically the uh, the the problem with the offense is everything. And uh, and I mean, it all started. I mean, it's been the history of Chicago. We've never had a quarterback ever. And uh, we got excited because we got rid of Matt Nagy. Um, who what little flashback he was our head coach last year in the previous years and uh, might be the worst head coach we've ever had. Uh, and so he got fired. Now we have a defensive minded coach. We have a defensive minded uh, general manager. Uh, well, he was a lineman, but it, it seems it seemed going into the season. It was like, OK, we're going to we're going to build through the draft and get some of these young guys in. And uh, it's it's not going well. Uh, it was expected to not be a good season. J- j- as you said, I mean, everybody predicted them to be 
last in the division, maybe even last in the NFL uh, as far as wins and losses go. But it was really just a developmental year for Justin Fields. But it's hard to it's hard to develop him when, uh, I mean, Mooney is a at best the number three receiver and he's our number number one receiver. Uh, Cole Komet is our number one tight end and and he gets maybe I think he's had three or four touches the whole season long. Uh, I know I was going against him in fantasy, I think week two, and he had put up a goose egg. So I was yeah. happy for that, but it was yeah. surprising. I mean, yeah, it's it's consistent. And and the, I mean, in the offseason, all we heard was we're going to we're going to uh, bring down the playbook a little bit, simplify it, make sure we get those. And then because I mean, we went into it knowing this is a developmental year. We had no expectations of doing well. First game against San Francisco was a complete monsoon uh, and somehow got the win onto that. And the 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 visual of them just sliding in the end zone after the game is something that we're going to hang on to for probably two or three years now yeah. uh, until things get better. And then we just went straight to Green Bay and and the business as usual there. And it's it that's when morale really hit low and you really wanted to see something, just a spark of something with Justin Fields. And we've seen absolutely nothing. He, I, I, I think there's three or four backup quarterbacks who have better numbers, like as far as yards and touchdowns and everything than Justin Fields. Uh, he, they're not throwing the ball at all. They're, they're relying on David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. And uh, this past Sunday in uh, New York didn't even score a touchdown. So that didn't go well. And I don't, it's just confusion. You just thought that the, the, badness of play calling and stuff was out the window when we got rid of Matt Nagy and, and we, our offensive coordinator, uh, Luke Getze came from green Bay. He was the offensive coordinator in green Bay. It's almost like he's a double agent and like <laughs> still working for the Packers and just screwing over the bears yet again. And it's just, I, that's just, I don't know. It's a conspiracy theory, of course, and it's not what's happening, but it's, it's tough watching the same thing over and over again as a bears fan. So yeah, to... I pulled up the schedule so far for the season with the first four games, obviously that pretty surprising win against the Niners, I think. Yeah. And like you said, it was crazy. That's a Super the Bowl team, by the way, <laughs> I think we saw that last night, but San Francisco, even with Jimmy G who I, I like Jimmy G more than I like Trey Lance, right. but that's a Super Bowl team right there. That's a good defense. And, and uh, I would not uh, discredit them for losing that game against the Bears because there were there was an ocean in mm -hmm. Soldier Field. So, <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre, especially week one. You don't expect the weather to be like right. that, but it shows here on ESPN when I look at the schedule. It shows the the passing yards and rushing yards, like the leaders for the <laughs> for the team. Um, oh, and receiving yards. Um, I'll just go for passing yards. So, Fields' um, first four games: one hundred twenty-one passing yards, seventy, yeah. one hundred and six. And 174 last week. So, you know, moving on up, but yeah, um, and not last, great. And last weekend, and uh, I we talked about this before the show started, but I was traveling a little bit last weekend. I had one eye on the game. I wasn't really fully paying attention to it. I mean, three of the, there were three big passes that were part of that yardage. So, I mean, the, I mean, they looked absolutely dead against mm -hmm. the not great Giants team who's kind of in the same boat. And the Giants looked like they could beat anybody, and the Bears looked like they could lose by two touchdowns to anybody in the league, like at on a consistent basis. It just, it's just not good. Something's not gelling right, and a lot of that has to do with lack of talent on the offense, especially the offensive line and the receivers. Uh, so it's not really helping Justin. But Justin's got to learn to get the ball out quicker. But you can't criticize that because he doesn't have time to get, yeah. to to look at his reads without running for his life. So it's just hard. 
it's just another year that's hard to judge if you want to pay a guy that option for the fifth year and and keep him and go for it or if if we end up with a, a top two top three draft pick do you look at the quarterbacks there it's just it's it's just a never-ending limbo i guess <laughs> yeah so i was very high on fields coming out I and mean, i think you were as well when they got got him and you know the concern was last year what we were wasting with Nagy, and now you know the question is you have to have you yeah. know some measure of talent around him how are they using him what kind of obviously it's a run heavy offense um, and some of the numbers have been crazy yeah. on that. Like number of attempts through three games was like lower than some teams. Yeah, which do I in mean, one I'm, game. Yeah, yeah, which I mean, I'm fine with. I I'm a big fan of establishing the run to work in the passing game. But the problem is the the like David Montgomery. He's got when by the time he's got the ball and he's moving, the the linemen know push forward because we're running and they're really good at that. But when you're dropping back to pass. It's like they just let anybody buy. So David Montgomery's getting his yards. Khalil Herbert is their backup. He's getting his yards too. And the the run game, more times than not, run game looks great. The problem is you should be able to use that to your advantage and do some play action plays and and find some open receivers down the field. But the the opposing team knows that nobody can block up front, so they can send an extra two guys. And Justin Fields not unless he can scramble, which is, which is he, that's one of his great traits is he's able to keep plays alive, but it doesn't happen often enough for it to establish wins for the team. And, and so the, the opposing defenses, they're taking advantage of that of like, Hey, you can't, you can't block us. So we're going to come at you as quick as we can and hope that Justin Fields doesn't burn us on the back end. That's really that. That's really how the bears beat the 49ers. And it, because there was one play he was he was he ran all the way to the left side of the field had a guy wide open on the right side like a like if Mooney's a number 3 receiver probably a practice squad receiver for any other team wide open and basically walked into the end zone that's essentially how the bears beat the 49ers um but <laughs> it's just it's tough to watch it really is but i mean it's bears football you know <laughs> yeah um the are they running fields much like option stuff or just scrambles? They tried that a little bit. Um, but I think they're, it, it's almost like they're just really trying to work on the mechanics. It's almost yeah. like they're, I mean, we saw it with Mitch too. When Mitch was our quarterback, Mitch wasn't allowed to like do certain things and he could have made plays with his feet a little more. And I think, I think he just got the bad end of a deal trip being drafted to, Chicago and, and working in a mad naggy offense that he didn't really sign up for. And uh I I don't I don't want to say we're seeing that extreme with Justin Fields, but it's 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 eerily similar and it's not good. But I think Justin Fields has the ability to come out of it. And I I really do believe you give us at least two, like just give us two offensive linemen that can block and give me one receiver. <laughs> This is a completely different team. So, right. you know, going into next year, I, I don't want to, I don't like the idea of punting on the season. Uh, we're two and two. It's like national or NFC is wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really only have a couple dominant teams. I don't think the division is reachable. I think the Vikings and Packers have that under control. But if these, these divisions keep beating up on each other, there's going to be a wild card spot that goes to somebody who doesn't deserve it. And I can't think of more of a more undeserving team than the Chicago Bears. So anything could happen, I guess. But you look ahead to next year, the Bears are going to have the largest amount of cap space that they can fill. That 
pair that with a good draft pick. Maybe you get a couple field that a couple people that a couple receivers that are going to be free agents that say, Hey, I like what I see in Justin Fields. I like what they're doing. Fingers crossed. We get a couple linemen and we could turn this around quicker than, than we're supposed to, I guess I could say, but you know, it's, it's just tough these seasons. I I know, you know, but it's tough on the seasons where you feel like there's no hope and you just kind of have to ride it out, you know, and I guess that's what we're doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. The nice thing, I mean, you mentioned even looking ahead to fields like fifth year option, but this is only a second year, right? Right. Um, so you've got some time before then. And if, you know, this year, as long as it's not detrimental to him, you get some learning experience, doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And then you can, it's tough to not have the yeah. offensive line or the weapons, like one right. or the other, you know, you could at least see some, yeah. um, make and, some and, hay with, but yeah. Yeah. And I went back and I was looking, I was looking at, you know, Peyton Manning's rookie year. I'm not saying that just feels going to be first ballot hall of fame or anything, but you're looking we at, looked at Peyton Manning's rookie year for Christian Ponder. So yeah, it could be yeah, worse. I mean, <laughs> and, and you know, like he, he had a ton of interceptions and he did a lot of wrong things, but you look at it and he also didn't have an offensive line. And then eventually he had his offensive line led by Jeff Saturday and they got a Super Bowl beating the Bears. So it's it's possible. It's possible and it can happen. And the turnaround, like the turnover time in the NFL is just so much quicker. And so like if you think about it with other sports and stuff, it seems like there's a good rotation of teams oh, yeah. that are in the playoffs more regularly than a lot of the other sports. So like you strike, like you get lucky like on a five, six game streak, you get teams at the right time, you build some momentum. And then I think, yeah, it, it's possible. It can, it can happen. You just gotta, you just gotta let it happen. But I don't think, I don't think this is the year for the bears. I'm confident. I'm hopeful that it's, that it's coming up, but I'm confident it can't get much worse than these last couple of years. <laughs> Are people pretty, have a pretty long leash for fields like the chicago fan base are people starting to worry about him much or is it understood that it's a no-win situation yeah i mean yeah i i think there's a good mix of people that know that there's there's just no hope for this year and a, and a mix of people with that that are like okay maybe maybe we should be moving on but you know you see a lot of the national media and it's like just <laughs> all they talk about is how the bears fans are ready to give up on him and and I feel bad for Justin because that's probably what he's seen the most of the time, like as a pro athlete, like especially in a big market like Chicago or New York or wherever, like all you see is the negative stuff. And we saw a little bit of that a few weeks ago, but it, it's it's tough. I, I honestly, I waver. I go back and forth. I, like I see some things and it's like, you know what? If he has the right pieces in place, this guy can can help us. And then you see a couple things. It was like, OK, I've never played quarterback before and I know don't do that. So it, it, it varies really. And I think it's okay to flip flop right now, but once, once we get some pieces in place, that's when we can see what we got. And honestly, that's kind of what happened with Mitch too. Like obviously play calling with Matt Nagy and stuff, but that defense in 2018 was incredible and could have led to promising things and it, it magic just wasn't there. So we'll see. Speaking of that 2018 team, um, the Vikings won this past week on a double doink. Did that bring back any memories for you? And what have you thought about the Vikings so far through four games? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you if that <laughs> goes goes on as the double doink. Like, can we just forget about the one in 2018? And that's like the, the first, new double. It was only the first time once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And and we saw uh, 
Jimmy and Garoppolo it was much shorter. Yeah, out it wasn't of the of the, yards. yeah, Jimmy G stepped out of the back of the uh, end zone. So people were like, oh, Dan or- Orvlowski is off the off the hook. And I was like, no, you're not really. Like, yeah. if you do it the first time. And Jimmy G got rid of the ball. Dan Orlowski almost ran behind the goalpost, like, as he was running. <laughs> it took so, him a while to realize it. Very, that was the funny part. Different. Yeah. Yeah, it did bring up some horrifying memories for me. Uh, Will Lutz, uh, the pride and joy of Georgia State. Go Panthers. Uh, just uh, Just unlucky. At least it happened over the pond, so he can blame. Maybe he can blame that. <laughs> well, it's from sixty-one yards. You can't blame him. He just hit a sixty-yarder right before right, that, which was crazy. Right. Yeah, but for the for the Vikings, you know, I look, I I picked the Vikings to win the division at the beginning of the season. They they were my team to win the North. I thought the Packers would make the playoffs, but I thought that we would see some some growing pains with these these guys that Aaron Rodgers is trying to make catch passes, and he's too grumpy to to make it a good cohesive group uh i i picked the vikings i know kirk cousins is the quarterback but i mean kirk cousins is really good in those one in four fifteen games like mm-hmm. they, he can he can get some stuff done and and you know we see we've seen primetime kirk cousins cousins and you that's what you read about but dalvin cook is in the backfield justin jefferson's out wide the defense has nothing to be like to forget about i i really really like the vikings I think the elite in the NFC, the top, the top tier teams in the NFC, Vikings are right there in that conversation with the, with the Eagles, with the Packers, with the, with the 49ers. And you can even question the Bucks. Like you don't even know what's going on down there. So like I said, the, the NFC is wide open except for like the four division winners. And it, well, maybe the South there's, there's some confusion down there. Like the Falcons might be good for all we know, (laughs) but I, Vikings, Packers, Eagles, 49ers. I think that's your that's your elite in the NFC. And I I wouldn't be surprised if you have to go to Minnesota to get to the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, that's a level of optimism that hasn't been on this podcast despite being three and one. But um it's definitely good to be three and one at this point. Um we see I think there's the potential there, the biggest factor being, like you said, a weak conference. And, you know, we're playing the same schedule as as the Bears, right? Like we have a very favorable schedule the rest of yeah. the way. Um, the divisions were matched up against and stuff. So yeah, um, a real good chance to get you know double digit wins and all that kind of kind of thing. We've already got two division wins, um, right. and another home game on on Sunday. So um, still I was working say, out like, some the of the Vikings. Kings. Yeah, the, the best thing about the Vikings is they they win the games that they're supposed to win, and they're right there in the games that like is questionable. You know, it was like the Packers, like they they probably would have been the I know that they were the underdog in the game weren't they to the week one they win that one they face adversity versus, versus the Lions and they still get the job done like they're they're right there where they're supposed to be and then you go across the pond and you win that game those like that's when you when you have to go to England that's that's an even game no matter who's playing because everybody's got weird travel schedules nobody's going to be at their best and they they prove that so now now you come back, you face a Bears team. It could could be a letdown spot. Who knows? But I I feel conf- I would feel confident in being a Vikings fan right now. Yeah, it's definitely good to to win those. And you know, once is a is maybe a fluke, and twice might be a trend. So maybe they're just a, you know a team that knows how to find ways to win, which isn't what we've had in the last few years, which would be great. Um, I think we still want to see more from. It's just the offense can look so great sometimes, and then sometimes um, it's clear that they're you know, in a new system and trying to figure it out and stuff. So there's hope for improvement there. And then the defense is a question where 
you know, we can talk about maybe some of the specifics of the game, but, you know, Justin Fields might be in line for a nice bounce back against this defense too, especially with the run game. And I was going to ask you, is Montgomery going to play? Do you think? I don't know. I okay. I haven't seen anything. I, I didn't even see that he practiced this week yet. So I'm, I'm still kind of waiting. I'm surprised yeah. that the Vikings don't have an off week after going to England. Isn't that usually the case? But so I'm, I'm surprised that this game is happening already. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the Bears, they could surprise everybody. Justin Fields could go out there and throw for 300 yards for all we know. Like it, um, and Dalvin Cook could honestly, if the, if the Vikings ran every single play, I think they could beat the Bears. Like the Bears can't stop the run. They can stop the pass. And, and opposing offensive know that. Just like on the offensive side of the ball for the Bears, they know if you pressure Justin Fields, he's going to panic and he's not going to find his open target. So, the the Bears are a beatable team. I and the Vikings are looking good. They could be in a letdown spot, but I I would like my chances with Dalvin Cook in the backfield. If he's healthy, I think he can he can get triple digits on this defense, and then that sets up the play action for Justin Jefferson, and and the Vikings could take off. But yeah, like you said, I, the the Bears could do well. Who knows? <laughs> That's funny because like I would almost say the same thing where like if teams stick to the run against us, like that's a, a way to yeah. have success on offense too. Um, not that the defense has been great against pass either, but right. Um, I think a team that is a really good run team and commits to it um, has a chance to, yeah. you know, c- kind of control the ball against us. But, yeah. you know, like you said, other teams have known the bears are going to run and, you know, you don't fear any of those weapons. So you just, yeah. you know, single cover them and, and commit yeah. everything else to the, the line. So that's what I would kind of expect to happen, but um, yeah, the knows? most exciting thing I think for this, uh, for this uh, game to happen right now in October is usually the 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 Bears are playing the Vikings in Minnesota on like the last game of the year, and now the Vikings are yep. coming to Chicago the last game of the year. So you guys are going to have to play outside. Mm-hmm. And we have cold. we have at Green Bay at Chicago the two. Um, oh, I didn't realize that Green Bay games right yep. for us. So. Get the wins while you can, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's going to be um, something to... So, but I mean, for the Vikings, speaking of cold weather and, you know, wanting to be able to run the ball, um, that's kind of been the missing piece of the offense so far. It feels like the run game has not been as efficient as it has been in past years. So would love to see Dalvin have a big game um, and for them to actually stick with it as well. I think that's something, you know, our new coach, Kevin O'Connell, has been... Um, learning to do throughout some of these, especially after the Eagles game where they really went away from it um, quickly and then stuck with it a little more in the Lions game, which was um, fruitful for them. So, you know, they're trying to figure out the balance on offense. And um, that's the other thing too. You don't have Mike Zimmer in the way anymore. Well, (laughs) you're speaking to one of the last Zimmer apologists, but um, there you go. (laughs) But I like O'Connell where we miss Zimmer. It feels like is, is the defense at sometimes it's been, it hasn't been awful, but there's been some moments where it's like really looks like there's no, you know, no scheme or no game plan um, for a specific opponent. I mean, I guess you don't have to be um, ashamed of losing to the Eagles with the way they look so far, but that game was, you know, frustrating from, from a whole team perspective, but especially the defense um, early in that game, just letting Jalen hurts get whatever he wanted. So, yeah. Um, you know, maybe a good test with a guy like Fields um, and offense like the Bears, you know, hopefully to, I'd love to see the Vikings win comfortably instead of the last two weeks where they play teams that, I mean, yeah. the Lions are pretty good too, but um, 
games you felt like you should have won more comfortably than you did yeah i didn't know when you wanted to pull out the predictions but uh yeah i i would say if the vikings can't get a two touchdown win here like that it might be time to re-hit the books and try to figure (laughs) something out because i i i truly believe that the vikings are going to i think I think they have a mojo right now. And I know like they're coming off of an England game. I don't know who your next opponent is. Who who do you play after the Bears? The Miami Dolphins in Miami, okay, so, which may be Teddy. Okay. So that and that's a that could be a revenge game. So <laughs> and and in Miami, Miami's a tough place to play. So right. I don't know if it's a look ahead spot for the Vikings or not, but I really think that the Vikings could win this game comfortably. I will be rooting for the Bears, and I'm going to say the Bears are going to win 73 <laughs> to six. But I I really think the Vikings have a chance to make a statement this weekend. Yeah, I would I would hope so. And that's when you know, as we look ahead on the schedule a little bit, it's like man, to get to four to four and one after this, you know, opening huge. stretch would be huge. Huge. And then we do have to buy after that Miami game. So apparently, they said like they worked with the league and they're like, we don't want to have the buy after the London game, like maybe because it was going to be so early. I don't know. So that did used to be the case, though. They would always right. do the buy then. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. You know, if it was the right decision or not with how they come out on Sunday. Definitely. Um, Tell me more about that Bears defense, though, because I don't know who's left over there other than Roquan Smith, I guess. Um, yeah, you got Roquan. Um, the front looks give, the front looks pretty different. Uh, Akeem Hicks is down in Tampa, uh, so we lost him. Cleo Mack, of course, went over to um, over to Los Angeles, played with the Chargers. Hicks was so good, trade. he killed us every time. Right, yeah. Um, so Robert Quinn is still here. He's kind of being dangled as trade bait right now. Uh, just in, when the trade deadline comes, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears try to move him. Uh, Taj Gibson, or Taj Gibson, I can't remember his first name. Gibson, he's number ninety nine. Uh, he had a costly penalty for us against Pittsburgh uh, Monday night game last year. Uh, but he is he. I it's like he's figuring it out too. Like he's in a field situation where he's kind of learning too. So I think I think he could be around for a while. Of course, you got Roquan, but I think the the heart and soul of this defense is you got Jalen Johnson on one on one side, and really Eddie Jackson is coming back. Eddie Jackson went over a year without getting a pick. He's got five, I believe, this year already. How old is he? I feel like he's um, been around forever. I know. Yeah. When did we? I think we drafted in the same year we drafted Mitch in in seventeen, okay, either so seventeen or the year after that, eighteen. Um, but. He's starting to figure it out. He went through a year or so where he was just mad at everybody and like he wasn't playing well and he's taking it out on everybody else. And and I think he came into this this offseason and he was like, look, like I'm just going to focus on me. I'm going to focus on doing what I need to do. And it's paying off. He's made some big tackles. He's forced a couple fumbles and the, the picks are back. And the Bears, I think, are 12 and one all time when he intercepts a ball. So those are good odds. So the one being last week against the Giants. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, but but yeah, so it's it's cool when the when the guys like that, I think Eddie's worth investing in long term. I think Jalen Johnson's gonna be another guy that they'll invest in long term, get a couple more draft picks back there. Bears defense could be back, who knows? But I, I know I keep talking about the future because this team really isn't a lot to talk about. <laughs> well, so with those guys with with Eddie Jackson, what's your if the Bears call you up and say, We need a game plan to stop. Justin Jefferson on Sunday. What what's the game plan? Is it you putting Eddie Jackson on him, or are you doing the Detroit Lions method of triple teaming him every play? Like what what's your honestly? Thought? So he's not getting a lot of publicity because he's on the Bears. But I, Jalen Johnson is a yeah. really good cornerback, and it wouldn't surprise me if they match up with him. He 
he played uh he played San Francisco very tight. He did very well in Green Bay as well. He made a couple stops. Like it, it's a team game, so obviously the record doesn't reflect it or anything, but it seems like every big play Aaron Rodgers went deep a couple times against the Bears and he was right there to, to knock it down or or just be in the way in general, which is just great. And he's only gotten called for one or two pass interferences, but I know one of them was just a terrible, terrible call. Like I like he it was almost offensive pass interference, more more so than defensive. So he's right there. I think he's my favorite guy on the defense right now. And I really think he could give Justin Jefferson another great player in the league. I think it would be a good matchup to watch those two go at it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's good to know. I hadn't, you know, heard much about him, like you said. And yeah. It seems like the Bears are one of those teams that's just like they've always got they're always finding corners, you know. Yeah, like and they've Jaylen never had Johnson, a weak spot there. Yeah. And Jalen Johnson, he didn't play last week. He was he was out with an injury, but I think he'll be back this week. I think it was just like a hey, why don't you just take some time and get ready and then and then we'll go into Minnesota. So I think he'll be back. I think he'll be fine. Um he he's actually he's got a spot on Monday afternoons and on the local radio here. And uh he I mean he talks as real as anybody like he'll say what he's thinking and somebody asks him a question he's going to answer it honestly which is kind of awesome and refreshing but he lost a bet with somebody when we played green bay so he had to wear a cheese head this Ugh. week on the on the show they do a twitch stream so he had to wear a cheese head and that made some headlines but i mean i, I it, they asked him about the rivalry with the Packers, and he was like i didn't really understand how much it hurt until i lost to him and now mm. I, now i want to beat him every time and i was like there you go welcome to the club well <laughs> so what but, did Ryan Pohl say? We're going to take the North and never give it back. So yeah, so we're still day. working on the taking it part. <laughs> uh, so they, it, luckily he didn't give a date yeah. of completion on that. So he so gave himself we some room. Still take the North. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, you and I have the same um, second favorite team, which is whoever's playing the Packers on a given sure. week, right? So um, they they squeaked out one. I was really hoping, you know, knowing we were going to talk this week, that they would have fallen to um, what was his name, Bailey Zappi on <laughs> something um, like Sunday. that. That would have been fun to talk about. But they yeah, they yeah, I think it I had out an as they online. Do. Uh, I think I had an online chemistry course with him. Like <laughs> so. <laughs> but you, they're playing the Giants this week. Um, who you guys just played over in London as well. Um, as a proud Saquon Barkley um, fantasy owner and someone that consensus i reached to take him in the draft i'm feeling great about that decision um but do you give the giants a, a puncher's chance against the packers um, especially with that run game i guess we don't know daniel jones you know what he how he's feeling but right what did you see from the giants in that game and i mean yeah packers the, haven't been the that the packers are gettable on the ground the, oh, yeah. the packers are absolutely gettable on the ground so if they can establish the run like like with Saquon, Saquon is just one of those guys. Like I know he's been down the last couple of years, but you knew that it was going to come eventually. And I I hope and I don't know if he'll stay in New York next year, but if, I mean if he wants to come to Chicago, by all means. But uh, the <laughs> I think the Packers are gettable on the ground. I think that's gonna, how they're going to have to do it. The unfortunate problem with that is uh, the Packers are going to know that you're only going to beat them on the ground. And the Giants defense, I I mean. The, the Bears made them look all pro last week, but they're not great. <laughs> right. And so it's just going to take one little play action play and then Aaron Rodgers throwing a 50-yard bomb and and it's just going to be off to the races. And I think he's got – I think he'll have something to prove. I don't know I don't know if the Packers – or if he has played in London yet in his career. I don't know the – I don't know the stats. I think I heard out. that. I think they said on Sunday that the Packers are the last team to, yeah. to play there. Um, That's so what I thought. When they go, I, yeah. I, had, I hadn't remembered them playing over there or if they played over there. I didn't know if he was, like, hurt or something. 
So I, I think he's, I unfortunately think he's about to put on a show, but if the giants want to win this game, I wouldn't, my feelings would not be hurt. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, uh, the giants are three and one, aren't they? I think that's they, one yeah. of the yeah. other another, surprises. In another the weird NFC. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So any other thoughts, you know, for the rest of you, like we said, we don't play again until the last game of the season. So we'll see what that game means. Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe vibes will be different around then. I don't know, knows. but. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a transition year in Chicago. They're, they're, they got rid of, they cleaned house. They're kind of starting it all over. Uh, the president of football operations is retiring at the end of the year. Thank goodness. Uh, it's about time. Uh, the McCaskey said that they're not going to sell the team and they're trying to move them to Arlington Heights right now. Oh yeah, what is the stadium update? I heard a little more about that. Yeah, but I don't know it's, what's going on. it's all but it's all but done. Okay. Um, I, I, I would say. 26 2026 at the absolute earliest is that pretty far out of downtown it's a it's probably about uh right by it's kind of near o'hare airport so probably Mm. like 20 something miles or so far enough to get people really mad about it um but i mean they they don't have a choice you know like they they've asked about soldier field they kept being said kept saying no there's really no space to do anything like they can do in arlington heights uh it's going to be a massive stadium and they're going to put a roof on it. So Bears hmm. football is about to be played inside and on turf. And I, I'm not okay with that, but well, I it sounds great to me. Although, yeah, I know because we've been cursed by soldier field, but I've, I've never been there. Maybe they'll try to yeah. go before it closes. Um, okay. yeah, let's but go December being in Chicago, like looking at, you know, I've, you know, driven past it and stuff. I think it just is so cool right on the lake there and yeah. in the, it's you know, pretty. right in the downtown area. And, and the the wind is no joke right oh, on yeah. the lake and and the turf it's a unique turf that everybody <laughs> hates um so and, but the the bears have a losing record outside at soldier field so really I, yeah yeah on on games where it's something below some certain degree the bears have a losing record but everybody calls it bear weather wow. and so i yeah it's going to be tough it's going to be a tough transition i'm kind of putting it off to like oh it, well it's not a done deal yet it's definitely a done deal but mm. it, it hasn't happened yet, so I'm just kind of putting it off. But yeah, hopefully we can we can get you down here to come to a come to a Bears game. I mean, just I'll be here in December, so you just let me know. It's actually gonna be in January. It January? It'll be the, yeah, even better. So even weird better. how the we'll schedule is now. How about that? I you can't imagine the Bears yourself. playing indoors. Yeah, yeah. You won't have to paint yourself up in January <laughs> because you'll already be purple, so that'll be yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be. Hmm. Even though it would hopefully be good news for the Vikings, I don't think I like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Well, thank you for the Chicago perspective. Do you want to give like an official like soundbite here prediction so that you can run it? You know, if the Bears do win on Sunday, you know, you can. This I, is your I, time. Look, I would love, to, I would love to sit here and tell you the Bears <laughs> are going to win this game, but I, I stand by. If you don't win by two touchdowns, I think you got to start reevaluating the Vikings. Right. But go Bears. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll take a win whenever we can get it. But uh, that's the hope. Um, but there's we know not to be um, too confident going into any game. I remember it was four or five years ago. Now we had it was like Josh Allen's rookie year. So when he was, you know, the Bills were terrible. Um, so that's some hope for you, right? Like the Bills, yeah. example of a team that turned it around quick with the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they uh, came in in like week four, three or four, and the Vikings were favored by seventeen and a half. And we were going to the game, and I'm like, this is the one time I feel like there's no way the Vikings can lose this game. And they lost, and it wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah. So never have that feeling. Um, Every game, you know, any given Sunday, all that kind of stuff. But right. would love to see a solid performance from the Vikings and a comfortable win. So 
Um, but well, fun to watch the Bears too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think the Vikings win, but uh, obviously I'll be pulling for the other team. Out of, of of course, with the utmost respect for my pal, um, the the Vikings are the team in the in the North that I respect the most. So, uh, yeah. Anybody no injuries, well fought game. You know, that's right. That's happens. right. That's right. So, all right, Tommy. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, we'll look for it. I'm sure I'll talk to you on Sunday. Um, yep. however it goes and yeah are you going to the game i'm not we um sold out a little bit this year made some business decisions we're going we went to the packer game right we're going to we have a thanksgiving game here right um the thanksgiving night so we're going to go to that because that's a kind of a once in a lifetime type thing definitely um a couple others but we sold about half the tickets this year just to you know for longevity's sake to yeah yeah that's fair that's fair. make some uh yeah. convince some people that it's worth the investment so you know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, so. I respect it. I respect it. Well, good luck. All right. Thank you, Tommy. I'll talk to you later. Yep, sounds good. In situations like this, there's only two money guys on this team. Find them. Find them. Eighty, what you gonna do today? I got my A game. You got your A game? Yes, sir. You got his A game.